What's up, everyone? Aaron Nagler here with Bill Schmid. We're talking beer and ball throughout the week because it's what we do. Billy, Packers, big victory against the Patriots. No one's happy, which is all kind of the best of both worlds because, you know, everyone, at least you get to chalk up the win, but everyone gets to complain about something, so we have stuff to talk about. Oh, dude, it's coach's favorite games, right? They're only happy when you can be a little bit miserable, like the perfect right. amount miserable. And uh, today they get to, in <laughs> this week, they get a lot of that going up against the uh, three and one Giants. But hey, it was uh, it was far from easy on Sunday. That's for sure. No doubt about it. How much do you attribute that to just, I don't want to say the magic of or the presence of, but the coaching straight up of Bill Belichick? I mean, yeah. I understand everybody wants to like kind of throw water on Bill now that Tom's not there and it's, oh, was he really that good? Yes, he really is that good a coach. And I think that showed uh, on Sunday afternoon. Well, and you saw it a lot of just the subtle little tweaks of teams without a tight end other than Hunter Henry to then be able to go and run any kind of offensive lineman to be your sixth offensive lineman, your your de facto tight end. Eighty-five percent of the plays. There's a lot of teams, nags that are just not going to believe in that, right? Like, kind of right. pack it in and quit. And that part of it is just built in and baked in when you're playing for a Bill Belichick team. Like, there's going to be buy-in from everybody because he's going to demand it, and you have no other reason to really doubt that he's going to be able to put you in some kind of position. I think to win the game. So, the the magic, the aura, whatever it ended up being. Man, it was clear on Sunday, and there was there was zero fight in a team that was playing a third-string quarterback who, by the way, looked a little bit better than a third-string quarterback for a dude who has no offensive coaches. That's the craziest part I know, what, That's been nuts all week. I've been talking about the fact that, you know, they've got a lifelong defensive coordinator calling plays for a third-string quarterback. you got to think, took precious few practice reps with the ones leading no up kidding. to this game. Yet there they were, marching down the field, scoring touchdowns, especially in the second half. And that brings me to kind of the first thing, because it's interesting. You talk about the tweaks and the things that the Patriots did and Bill Belichick, et cetera. A lot of the talk coming out of that game has been dominated by what the Packers didn't do, either mm-hmm. you know, on offense in the first half or on defense in the second half. And to me, the real kind of interesting point is the defensive shift from when you watch when Hoyer goes down and then they put the kid in there, right? The Packers have a number of plays, and I think Romo even mentions it on the broadcast, where they're playing up close to the line of scrimmage, and it's almost like, okay, kid, we're going to absolutely dare you to beat us, right? Like, we're not going to give you cheap stuff underneath. We're going to pack, maybe not pack the line of scrimmage, but we are going to press a little bit, and it's going to be tough running the ball. Everything seemed to change in the second half. So many too high looks, so much off coverage. It was almost as if it, they were playing prevent defense in the third quarter. And to me, it was pretty mystifying. Well, and, and that's a good good point. And it ties into, I think, one of the things that LaFleur mentioned maybe yesterday, which I thought was really right. interesting, where he said, you know, Joe and I had a couple of conversations and we we really want to be right. a two two shell team, right? We we really want to make sure that we're we're sticking to that. And and I wonder if part of that was Barry saying, wait. I thought you wanted me to be aggressive here, right? Because yeah, there, there right. have been kind of those subtle back and forths of, well, are we too laxed at times when you right. can put the foot on the on the gas? And that would have been mm-hmm. the time. I mean, you got a dude who is playing in the Mac uh, coming on in here, 
in like his right. fourth NFL game, Nags. Like that is right. that is the time to put the the foot on the accelerator, and especially when Rashawn was rushing the passers oh heavily as he was. But I do wonder. I that was, that was funny you bring that up because it does make me wonder. Did that kind of give Joe a bit of a false sense of security in the sense of? I don't need sure. to give this kid any exotic looks. I don't need to put anything on tape for future opponents because they can't block Rashawn. You know, I mean, he absolutely owned that first half. But yeah, so much of the second half was about firing off the football with that six-man line and making things happen in the run game, and that opened up play-action pass. And can I just ask this? Can I just because I, I know I'm talking to someone who will understand what I mean when I say this? How can deep over routes continuously give? your secondary, the fits, week in and week out. It's as if the the corners are just like, well, I've got you, and then, okay, on your way into the free abandon of a green wide pasture where there is no defender. Please, by all means, make it as easy as Go possible take for it. the quarterback. I just, it's baffling to me. Well, and, and if you look at uh, a couple of the copies – I think a couple of the deep overs, it's clear during the Viking game. You see Devondre Campbell pointing like, hey, he's right there. Right there. He's right there. I see him. Passing passing off to no one. It's as Tampa game. Hey, somebody should probably be on him. Mike Pettin never left. That's what I mean. Yeah. And weird, man. Guys are going to win if you allow with seven man protections enough time for somebody to be able to deliver him the rock. But yep. Right. Man, the one, two, I, I believe it was. Aguilar on the Packers sideline. That's that's the one that blew my mind. Where Stokes is just behind him, looking like, wait, somebody going to get him now? Is someone going to pick him up? And to me, I do. I looked at the all twenty-two, and I'm like, maybe they're expecting the backer to get more depth, and maybe possibly take even the idea of that throw away. But man, the backer is like way up, and there's just green field forever, and and he's trailing behind, and and I thought the same thing so like, Wait a second. Yeah. he's looking like he's expecting somebody to be there Someone or nobody's supposed up. to be there and he's just saying man did i really just get beat that bad i hope <laughs> I that's know. not the case I, I just i it's it's maddening it would be one thing if it had happened like week one and sure. yep. thought, okay and gotta it. make some adjustments mm-hmm. <laughs> repeatedly and now we're in week four same types of things are happening. It's I don't think it's been as egregious as it was against the Vikings, but you've seen that concept work almost every week. And that's concerning because yeah. teams are going to keep calling it. They're going to keep going to it until you prove you can stop it because they haven't proved that at any point in the first four games of the season. It's been the recipe to get a big play on the Packers. And, and when you've needed one, you've been able to get it right. I mean, think about whenever Tampa. you want. Think Whatever about Tampa as well, right away. That that's basically their first play. It's a Perriman mm-hmm. is a deep on deep 100%. over route, matched up against Douglas and get your offense going. And there's nothing that jump starts a, an offense like a first down on the first play of, of a drive that immediately <laughs> right. be, makes you believe that you're scoring points. I mean, and often they do. So I understand yeah, no that belief. Um, I liked Matt's bluntness when asked about the run defense or lack thereof. And I'm of two minds here because his his response essentially was, you know, to be frank, we've got to be more physical up front. Like mm-hmm. We've got to play harder up front or whatever it is. But my my kind of not counter, but my kind of follow up to that would have been, do you, do you guys care about run defense in the sense of like, <laughs> well, just because, you know, they're not seriously committing numbers to it in any way, shape or form. 
they were going, as you said, against a six-man line for a lot of that game, and they never showed any real penchant for, okay, we're going to counter that. We're going to try mm-hmm. and put a couple of bodies up there. We're going to go to base at least. I and mean, We didn't mm-hmm. see a little bit of that in the first quarter, but, man, it was a lot of light boxes, a lot of too high, and it's like, are they just on the Mike Pettin train? Is it like it's, you know, easier to faster to fly to Miami than it is to walk there? And so we're just going to defend the pass come hell or high water. And even when you do that, you don't do it particularly well in spots. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. Yeah, that to me, I'm just like, OK, I understand. And yes, the dudes up front need to play better. They need to be stronger, more physical, shed blocks. But man, I don't I don't know, man. Do they care about run defense? Maybe they don't. Yeah, and and you can tell that there's because it is a little bit of a di- a disconnect from I think what the personnel department shows about trying to protect the run because right. and you and I have talked about it with what they've invested in up the middle defensive line yeah. and linebacker spot. I would have thought yeah, maybe sure. you would have seen them at least go to some real three interior line sets and yeah. you know for God's sakes when they were running at Dean Lowry kind of blitz behind that and see that that was kind of the something. That was a little oh, bit man. of the recipe. There was one right at him. There was one play where they doubled Lowry and he legit, you know, the old saying, like got put on skates. He was on skates. Like mm-hmm. it look, if you on the, on the end zone angle, it's a, he is slid back. Just like, I mean, the guy's trying, I'm not faulting oh, his sure. effort. No, he's doubt. got his foot back. He's trying to get leverage. And they're just like, they're just moving. Like, they're just moving. Got, taking him right into the sliding. Yep, two or three yards back into the into the second. Like it's and, just, and I I think yeah. there's there's some of the it, it's going to take much longer for you to drive all the way down here. We're going to make that happen. Right, and and right. you said it a couple of comments ago about just not showing and trying to be a little bit less exotic going up mm-hmm. against the third stringer and saying let's not use any of our good stuff here. Right? Yeah, like, I don't. But I can't imagine in the game plan, Nags, you were going in with any real exotic blitz packages to go and present to Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer, right? That exactly. was really which, scaring you all week which, long. In which your all week, meetings. exactly. Which all week you've probably talked about what he's a veteran. He's been in the league for so long. There's, you know, he's going to know pretty much whatever you're yep. going to throw you're at him. Do as far as like stupid, cover, just... you're not going to do. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. It was it, it was a mystifying game to me. It's funny because like. So much of the hand-wringing and consternation I saw online, uh, I've seen online so far this week, has been on the offensive side, mm-hmm. you know, because Rodgers and company looked so so poor early on. But then they, you know, I think they turned it around second half, moved the football, scored points, and we were all like, okay, fine. It's kind of yeah, a it's all opposite, neighborhood. opposite okay. image yep. of what we saw against Tampa, right? But with those, I never worry about, like, Aaron pulling out of it. You know, it's like, yes, he play, he had a poor first half, and he capped it mm-hmm. off with a mind-numbingly bad pick six right something that really catches your attention because it's something he never does um but then yeah you flip the script in the second half Aaron turns it on and away they go so it's like I don't to me that's I'm there's nothing there that upsets me or worries me at all you know the offense is just people I think because they want to they can defend the play calls or be offended right. by play calling initially right. nags is why the right. visceral reaction will come right. more to the offensive side generally. Uh, and, and maybe it was just because of how bad Rogers played, but admittedly so in the first half, I yeah. think there's just something to what the, it's almost like college football preseason rankings. You, you just your <laughs> default setting to what right. you should be upset about when the game is too close. 
And everybody throughout the season has just been, or off season has been told to, oh, defense is going to be great. Don't worry about it. Defense is going to be great. Yes. Don't worry about it. And That's when you see point. just a little bit of an issue with the off, offense, it's, oh, we got to jump on this because this was this is what they told us was going to be the problem was not right. trusting these young guys being able to throw. And uh, hey, obviously trust uh, Romeo Dobbs after a fumble to go right back to him in the second half. Well, okay, in the second half. Oh, it is funny throw. because it was – who I can't remember where I saw it, but someone said – or it might have been Matt at the podium. It was like, you know, you're going to make mistakes, blah, blah, blah. I told him he was Matt yesterday. He said, but I told him, don't worry, we're going to come right back to you. They didn't throw to him again in the first half. Uh, you know, like, like two quarters to that. half. That's, that's coming back to from him. now. We're coming back to you. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> we'll see you in 35 minutes. That. All right. Well, exactly. But I mean, and look, I get it. Like whatever the calls were, Aaron saw the coverage, whatever. Um, I do think Aaron does tend to zoom in on his guys, though, especially oh, yeah. after a moment like that. Like he's tossing corner outs to Cobb. He's trying to hit. Uh, Lazard up the sideline, one of which he did in the second half. But like, I, he definitely seems to. Okay, you had your chance. Now I'm going back to my guys. That was to me. That was a. I don't want to say it a big issue, but it was definitely present in that for, in those first half struggles. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, well, especially when he isn't, when it's not going well personally, I think then mm. it even becomes more of a factor, yes. right? Yep, it becomes more of a thought of, all right, I got to go get a layup. I got to go to Randall, right? I got to right. get, get something going here. I got I to gotta hit Allen or I got to hit Bobby here and make sure that something goes right. We'll risk it here on touchdowns two and three and feel a lot better about it. <laughs> right. Oh, hey, speaking of Bobby, uh, shout out to Tunyon getting in the there end zone is. again. First time in like 340-some days, but hey, man. got to love on that one to come on through. I love it. I And he was asked in the locker room, Cassidy Hill asked him, you know, about the vertical route and going over the middle. And he's like, man, I love it. I love it. Some people, you know, kind of shy away from that middle of the field. You know, you're going to take a hit, blah, blah, blah. He's like, man, give it to me. I love it. And that's it, baby. That's what you want from your tight end. Who oh, yeah. you know, all these teams in the league now are playing so many too high looks. It's like, yeah, that seemed to the tight end. That's going to be there. And it was on that touchdown play. It's well, funny, though, going to you watch the tape. So much stuff that he's still asked to do is like chip this guy, stay in oh, line, yeah. like, and then release out. So it's got to feel great to finally get a 
okay, we're throwing we're throwing you a seam ball here, buddy. Here's your biscuit. Here you go. Enjoy enjoy <laughs> your toy. Enjoy your present, bud. And, and the other right? part of it is you. He's a former quarterback. Obviously, they have the insane relationship, him and Rodgers. He knows that that guy's that he's not going to get him killed, right? And you're not yes. going to get leveled like you used to over the middle. But, hey, if there's any defenseless, quote-unquote, receiver that they still let get smacked, it's going to be that tight it's end over the middle, middle. Uh, no in doubt. this defense because no it's going to happen question. every single game, like you just said. Yeah, there's no doubt, especially, like I said, with the kind of predominance now of so many too high looks. It just makes sense to attack there. Pretty big, yeah. But it is funny because to your point of not getting lit up, Rodgers is very, 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 very good about that and very conscious conscious of oh, yeah. not leading guys into danger to the point where it's very obvious when you watch like the All-22 when he will often maybe not completely turn something down, but he just his kind of de facto default setting is, all right, there's somebody in the area and I'm either going to throw it way low so mm-hmm. whoever it is I'm throwing to has to get down to catch it, and that way they don't take a big hit. Or I am just going to come off of it and go someplace else because he just doesn't do it. And I think possibly maybe the Jermichael situation like probably informs him a little bit there, but it's something that's so thought. noticeable. Latter latter part of his career, that's I think very 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 noticeable. Yeah, and and the tie in with with Jermichael's situation, dude. I, I don't think like you can. You can excuse that it has something to do with it because obviously then it, you know, turned into a big off the field conversation for years and years. Indeed. No true. No, no lies told right there. Um, What's your take now? We got so much to talk about. There's so many aspects of this game to pick apart, but uh, just one or two here, starting with the offensive line, because Mm -hmm. Matt was asked yesterday, have you given any thought to Yash Nyman at right tackle? Matt, not quashing it, not throwing any water on that fire, saying that is definitely something we've talked about. Do you think they make a move this week? Not this week. And and I don't think for, I would say probably a couple of weeks. I think they allow there to be a, a few weeks because there there's a couple of vested interests that are at stake when talking about Elton Jenkins playing tackle. First off, Elton Jenkins wants to play tackle because yeah, tackle is going to get him cheddar, paid maybe. a lot more uh-huh. no doubt. than going and playing right guard uh, yep. alongside Yash Nyman. It's an important spot, no doubt about it. But or left guard. Or left Vag- guard, right? Yeah, the one. But, right. And John Runyon hasn't played poorly enough to, to have his spot taken, right. uh, I wouldn't anticipate. So, like, that's the other part. There's... Get, there's plays at work and, and people also doing the jobs elsewhere that you'd right. be moving Elton from right tackle to make Yashko play right tackle. Where he played a little bit during practice during training camp, yeah, but, but he was pretty exclusively over at the left side. Yeah. yeah. And and that's that's an adjustment in and of itself when you're talking about probably a lesser talented player going and making that kind of move. Elton's just so damn good at it, Nags, that you think everybody right. should be able to. So right. I think right. we got to allow Elton Jenkins to get his feet up underneath him and and playing a, a few games for me to want to go and, and move him. But the fact that they're thinking about it or at least acknowledging Talking it in the it, meeting least, right. means that there's, there's some serious conversation, I'd guess, about well, it. And what's interesting to me is that, that whole, you know, uh, never as bad as it feels, never as good as it feels. When you watch the tape, you go back and you kind of look at it dispassionately. And it is interesting because, I mean, he's he's lights out in the run game. He's bowling oh, yeah. people over. He's he's getting to the second level. He's so impressive. 
And it's interesting because even in pass pro, I didn't think he was poor except for the downs where Judon in particular could kind of pin his ears back, right? Mm-hmm. And get after Rodgers. That's where Jenkins struggled. And to your point, man, what has it been? Three games? Like yeah. He is coming back from a very, very significant injury. I can understand the idea. Okay, yeah, let's 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 ride this out for at least a little bit more, just because. Yeah, he 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 struggled in aspects, but I think he's gotten better every week he's been out there. Mm-hmm, I'd uh, agree. Considering considering where he was in week two to now, I think he looks a hell of a lot better in the run game. I think the no pass doubt. sets are are better. And yes, like I said, there have been struggles, but yeah, but it it, kind of, it was just surprising to me that Matt just flat out admitted they talked about it because. You know, that's not the kind of thing he would just readily admit. um, Yeah, without there being some some truth to it, right? Because, like, what Nags, I'm not surprised when people online are talking about trying to move guys around. You know, you should just put that guy over there and this guy over there, and that's what I would do, and it would have worked. Why would you not? That's exactly the accent I imagine, too. Yeah, I mean, because at that point, it makes makes so much more sense. Just do what I would do, and it'll it'll all play out correctly. But, yeah. For for Elton too, I mean Judon's pretty damn good. Like that's the well, other, that's the other thing. That's twelve the other and a half sacks. Right? Guys got a sack in each of the first four games here in New England. Guy's pretty damn good. Yeah, pretty he's not bad. He is good. one of like yeah. the top like seven highest paid edge rushers at least when he signed his deal last year. So makes right, some sense. Right. But you do if you are Elton and you want to make that bank. Those are the those guys are the- that they want to pay you to stop. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Amen. Like it goes both ways here. Yep. So. Yeah, I think it will be interesting to see how they kind of juggle that. And also, to your point, maybe this week isn't the move they make simply because of the all the kind of craziness of going to London. You know, the yeah, idea there's you're already completely upending your scheduling and your training and your practice schedule and what have you. And now you're going to throw a, a complete position switch and or kind of you know throwing the chips up, so to speak, in the no offensive doubt. line. Probably Especially when and you're already moving some stuff. And the other part of the Yash situation is like, I don't think we've completely moved on from the fact of David Bakhtiari needing some serious backup over at left tackle. Right. Like, I mean, he's played right. well enough to just say like, oh, that's that's solved now. And I think he played I, and I think he played well. You know, mm-hmm. against, I, I do against, too. I mean, it was it's more game. impressive how long he played for. But I think that's the other part of they All probably the before they want to make that for sure switch of. Let's make sure that we don't have to go back here and, and mess with, with yep. Dave again. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, how about those rookie wide receivers, huh? I mean, look, I understand the drop in the end zone. Could have been hero time for Romeo Dobbs. Oh, yeah. But I saw nothing in that game that didn't get me insanely excited about the future with Dobbs and Watson. And I know I had someone on Twitter come after me about the Watson, like, over the shoulder, not adjusting. I'm like – let me show you some cut-ups of Jordy's rookie year. Let me show you some stuff from Devontae's rookie year. It's like people forget these guys are rookies. Like, I understand you want them to come in and just ball out. It's just not that easy. And what I loved what Watson did on that play in particular was he left cushion. He left space for Rodgers to be able to drop it in. Mm -hmm. Where a lot of guys run that route and they pin themselves up against the sideline and the ball goes out of bounds and you're, you're on to the next play. But Man, both Dobbs and Watson, you saw Watson, the explosion on the touchdown run. I mean, there's so much to love and get excited about between those two dudes. Yeah, I mean, I've talked a lot about Dobbs, so I'll start with Watson. The speed is, I mean, that's serious stuff that you just don't see on on the NFL field all the time. Yes, sir. 
Nagsy seems to be at least we'll have to, you know, see it play out for 17 games. And once he actually right. gets into a full, you know, target share load, he seems to at least physically be able to take a little bit of like the pounding, right? Like he doesn't seem yes. to be as yes. he doesn't, seem he to doesn't be as long and limber as people were worried about. And he seems to he seems willing to do that, which is another yeah. aspect, right? As yep. far as like doesn't seem to shy away from it. He has no problem like on those end of rounds. But if he's got to take a hit, he's going to lower his shoulder. Oh yeah, you know, he's not going to get he's not going to get down. He's not going to run out of bounds unless the angle you know ends up getting him. But for the most part, he seems a willing participant in the violence of the sport, which is yes, which you, being which great. you are going to pumped. need. You know? He's going to need that in, in, when he's running the football and when they're running the ball behind him. So or that's even when. That's going to keep him on the field. And to your point, like just being a willing participant as far as uh, the stuff they're going to eventually be asking him to do over the middle, slant routes, smash routes, Mm -hmm. the whole kind of Packers MO going back to the early 90s when Ron Wolf got on board. They want bigger guys. They want stronger guys. It turns into November, December in Lambeau Field, and you're asked to run that slant. I mean, Donald Driver made a living out of it. But, you know, you want guys who can, A, take that punishment, and, B, more importantly – are not afraid to try and dish some out themselves. And and I also am excited to see how his speed kind of continues to play later on into the year, right? Like not that you oh, get yeah. faster or slower as the weather gets <laughs> right. colder, but you right. can at least be able to stride and not uh, cramp up in, in the cold. That's going to be an important aspect of it because, no doubt. I mean, dude, he would have flown free and clear from 85 for a score uh, on that jet sweep. I know the defense positioning is, is one thing, but... Right. I mean, he is just cruising there. Any way you can find the football it just in takes, his hand, I, it just takes you by surprise watching that play back. It's like, yeah, the handoff, like the the action of Rogers turning and handing the ball off, and it looks like a fake at first, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's got the ball, and then he's in the end zone. He's like, there's no in between. Yeah, like he's like it happens so fast. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so I love that. And obviously, Dobbs is getting to a point where. Like the next step for him has got to be being able to adjust mid play and and get into a little bit of a, a rhythm that way of finding where Aaron's right. going to be. But that's man, that's like three hundred level stuff. You're talking about it in terms of like education it's purposes, game, right? Right, right. Hey, he's right. still he's still <laughs> mastering a one hundred level portion of of being a rookie wide receiver and doing it pretty right. well. I, I think that the hands catch that is what everybody wants to talk about, but. Him just also feeling out the drop. Or I can't even call it a drop. The miss at the end of the game. And then right. kind of at least hearing it from Aaron saying like, that's not going to happen again. Yep. You bring that thing right. back on over here. That's not going to happen again. That kind of intensity and, and swag at that spot at 22 coming from Nevada is not something you see every day. So he's going <laughs> to keep, he's going to keep going upwards. And as long as there's no injury, that would keep him off of the field. I think you're going to gradually just see like one incremental step each week from him so far. I totally agree. I think he's a star in the making. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think Watson is so clearly kind of ahead of him athletically, right? As far as like just a ceiling, like the the sky is the limit for Christian oh, yeah. Watson. I don't know how long it's going to take to to get there, but man, with Dobbs, I, he, he should be like a superstar uh, any day now. Like it oh. just feels like... He's got so many of the things that you can't teach already kind of working for him as far as mm-hmm. like just like simple shit that we think like he makes it look easy. Like Greg Jennings made it look easy his rookie year as far as like getting off Bingo. press and 
getting those feet in the right, knowing leverage, knowing how to set a guy up, knowing instinctually, okay, well, he's playing, he's shading in a little bit, so I'm going to stem this out a little bit. And just things that you wouldn't, you, you don't have to coach him. You don't have to teach him. He's doing no. those things. That's exciting, man. I love the, it. The Jennings love comp it. is, is interesting too, Nags, because, right, same small school kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. high your draft pick. Jennings was a second rounder. So there's... Right. There was obviously a little bit more pedigree and, and knowing about him, but like you have to be able to do those things to stand out. I think when you're at a smaller school and you're not going to yeah. get the looks in the draft process, like Jamar Chase right. and T Higgins are going to get. So right. all of that comes into the package and the athlete portion. He's a better athlete than I gave him credit for. I mean, like at least so far That's, early on. I, hey, I'm right. I'm, I'm right there with you. He's Very a little true. bit just, better than when you compare him to like Watson. It's yeah, just, exactly. Yep. Watson's a freak. Right. Know? It's so like, it's, yeah, I, I guess my, you know, my Malibu does move a little bit, but when you compare it to my <laughs> Corvette, yeah. All right, fine. I guess I can't drive very fast with this one. Very fair. Very fair. So what, what's your take on this uh, game in London against the Giants? I know sitting here as we record on a Tuesday afternoon, uh, they are working out from who they had in the camp or they had on the team last year because they are so beaten up at the quarterback spot. I know Daniel Jones, suffering that ankle injury he may practice later this week we'll see uh-huh. uh tyrod taylor's in the concussion protocol so they may just hand the ball to saquon barkley 400 times and hey if there's a team you want to do that against yeah right now it's the green bay packers yeah so i'm this is... fascinated to see how joe barry approaches this yeah same here nags i mean the trip for you it might be the shortest game you ever attend in person because (laughs) they're gonna have to run the ball as much as possible right like that's that's gonna be their recipe uh, them being the new york giants because with the elevated and heightened emphasis on what player is concussed and what player isn't right now i would doubt tyrod taylor jumps out of that protocol and frankly i mean are you better or worse with jake Fromm than daniel jones i mean i really don't know that there's that much of a crazy Ouch. staunch difference uh there for, for the giants jones has been playing okay so far this yeah year, he's yeah. been okay but that's all it is okay i'm not even gonna put the ay at the end of it and make it <laughs> a full full word for you but uh, i'll say right. this too right. of it for the giants that like the travel and everything is gonna even the playing field and the playing field's obviously not as different, I think, in terms right. of talent gap as maybe we thought earlier in the year or preseason. Sure. Right. So Although, there's something like to it. Got, I think it's going to be a closer game than I anticipated it would be when I got the schedule. Yeah, and they got Galladay down. I mean, they got they're 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 walking into this pretty. Oh, they up, can't score. Man. Yes. No, that's my point. Like, mm-hmm. like the Packers are comparatively doing all right. Although I know. I don't think we've seen or heard official word on Adrian Amos yet. Um, hopefully start to get those yeah. answered answers tomorrow when the injury report comes out. But yeah, this is a game I'm with you, man. I think it's going to be, or it should be most likely, you know, uh, a run heavy game from both teams. Yes. And, from both. but, but I do think the Packers with the clear advantage at quarterback, this is a game they should, another game that they should win. The Giants are in week five of a three-year rebuild. So that's yes, that's right. the other emphasis point on it. They're still talking about the guys that they want to trade at the deadline to yep. acquire more assets for their build. So, yeah, this is when you get fat on. And you mentioned it run heavy from both teams. I think the Packers will run the ball a lot. They can get a little bit on the outside, though, because, I mean, the Giants' secondary is, is yeah. quite feastable, especially, I mean, you trade James Bradbury or cut James Bradbury like the, 
top 10 corner in the league for no reason in the middle of the offseason. You're asking people to throw it on. You <laughs> get please. I'm begging you, Aaron. Yeah, Rodgers, come on, just do it. We, we've had people running all over. Although, us hey, here. maybe that that might you know hell that might just play into their hands. You know, inviting us, getting tempted by Matt and Aaron, think coming in. Oh, we're yeah, gonna throw it point. all over the yard. I've eight eight. I've seen it happen before, and I don't want it again. I just I run the ball, boys. Run the ball. So are they showing highlights of the 1962 NFL championship game this week just to get everybody they you know, better be. fired on up? No. I mean, in the house, no, but like I'll be. <laughs> I will. I'll 100%. Come on now. All of the Giants and Packers. I mean, hell, without without the Giants, we don't have Vince Lombardi. No. You know, it's I, the Giants and the Packers have like such a great symbiotic relationship. I love yeah, it. it's a weird, it's a weird rivalry that like I know when they first announced the game, they said like whatever it is, the 13th, 11th, 13th stadium that right. they're playing this game in. That's right. That's pretty cool stuff, man. You when are you yeah. uh taking flight? Uh Thursday night. I'm there through Tuesday. So Let's I'm gonna go. be having a whale all the time. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Corey and I are meeting folks at the dog and duck of uh, my favorite pub in Soho. We're doing that Let's Friday go. afternoon. Saturday, we are doing the Packers Everywhere pep rally at Belushi's there uh, right by the Thames. And then, yeah, Sunday's the game. Oh, and also, I'm going to see Chelsea live for the first time in my life. So I'm I'm so excited, dude. This weekend is going to be absolutely amazing. That sounds like like I'm betting blue then on Saturday if you're in the house. You damn right. They can lose. Look for me in the shed, baby. I'll be there. Can't wait. Let's go. Can't wait. I'm going to be with the hooligans. It's going to be Oh, man. Booze it up. Safe travels, man. We'll talk next week on it. Thank you, brother. Yes, we most certainly will. And if you are stateside and you're, uh, you know, Wisconsin or wherever you can, because you can get it online, make sure you check out Packers OT, Billy and Drew holding it down after every Packers game. They're at 97.3 the game. Billy, thank you so much, brother. This is always great. Uh, As you said, we'll talk about it next week. Go Pack Go.